0: Hello, and welcome to the Keepers of the Flame podcast. This is a show to shine a light into the darkness, to empower women, their support networks, and our communities to weather breast cancer, because together we weather the storm. But on this ocean, every wave brings you closer to home. And no matter what you think, you are never alone. Hello, and welcome back to Keepers of the Flame podcast. I'm Joyce Williams, your host, and this is episode number 49, 3D Nipple Tattooing with Renee Machino, cosmetic and medical tattoo artist. Y'all, cancer is rough. Treatments, they save our lives, and for that, we are incredibly grateful. Still, when that dawn of tomorrow greets us, When we make it through those treatments, when we get to that other sign, we have to learn to love and to accept a rather new and in every way, shape, and form of that little word new selves, our new selves. Y'all, we went to war. We fought and now we have to heal. And that looks different from one person to the next. After a mastectomy, and again, that's when the entire breast tissue is removed, some women choose to have reconstruction done. And then even still, after reconstruction is done, that final step, some people choose to have something done about nipples. One of my friends even joked that she never in a million years thought that the word nipple would be used as many times as it was used in her household. Nipples, 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 y'all, what to do. There are so many different options. Option one is, of course, to do nothing. Women can choose to just go Barbie doll smooth. You have your scars, and that's it. My mastectomy scars, for example, they go across the curvature of my implants. Horizontal scars going all the way across each one. And so some people opt to just have that. No nipples, no nothing. It is what it is. And still others decide to opt for some kind of nipple, either prosthesis or reconstruction or tattooing. There's something called nipple sparing. And that is when when surgeons are able to keep your original nipples and they eventually sew them back on. So the nipple that you have is your original nipple just sewed on top of your reconstructed breast. But some people are not candidates for nipple sparing. For example, if the cancer is too close for them to get safe enough margins, and so therefore the nipple can't stay. Or if, for example, they had some kind of issue going on with their their own nipples, and so they had to be removed for safety reasons as far as that cancer goes. But other options, instead of nipple sparing, include things like nipple prostheses. If you go to our website, togetherweweather.org, you can see links to some of these options. Some of them, they just uh, stick on. And then when you're done with them, you can throw them away or put them back on or, you know, whatever. It's not permanent. And then another option is, of course, nipple reconstruction. This is the option where they take skin from other places like down there and they use that skin to remake what appears to be a nipple. That's of course another surgery. And lastly, there is something called 3D nipple and areola tattooing. And in today's episode, we're going to hear from a highly sought after medical tattoo artist, Renee Machineau. Although Renee's from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, she travels the United States to do tattooing for plastic surgeons' patients. She is a licensed esthetician and she's been one for 31 years. She specializes in the 3D nipple areola tattooing and she actually even trained with Vinnie Myers. Renee is a board-certified diplomat in American Academy of Micropigmentation as well, and we are beyond blessed to have her with us here today on our show to tell you guys a little bit more about what nipple tattooing is all about so that you can better understand your options. Y'all be patient with me. This interview is one of my very first Skype ones. I am working about a month ahead of time, so even though this is going to air in May, we are currently knee-deep in the corona quarantine and getting creative with our methods of interviewing. So be patient if the sound quality isn't perfect. Renee, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us via Skype for our podcast interview today. We are so very happy to have you with us. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: What you do offers women this incredible opportunity to feel like they are, quote, backed to normal feeling like they own themselves a little bit better and so I'm really excited to have you here today to talk to us more about this process and what women can expect and what you offer so let's start first tattoos okay Many of us, we've grown up hearing about tattoos. People go, they want a little picture done on their ankle or their wrist or their arm or whatever, but this is a little bit different. This is medical tattooing. What exactly is medical tattooing? How is that a little bit different than somebody wanting a heart on their ankle or whatnot?
1: So really, it's not different. It's called medical tattooing because it's medically necessary. And therefore, there came the phrase medical tattooing. But the process that I use is completely the same as if you went to a tattoo shop. I'm using traditional tattoo equipment, tattoo inks. It is the same exact process. The difference is that people who specialize in medical tattooing have experience working on compromised skin. And that's the big issue. This is not normal skin, like having that heart on your ankle. This is skin that has been stretched, radiated. It can be very thin sometimes. So there's something, again, with experience. When you seek this procedure, you want to find someone who has experience because of that skin being compromised. And the blood flow is compromised as
0: well. So you don't want to just go to a tattoo parlor and say, hey, I think I want this right here. You want to find somebody that has been trained, that's qualified in this particular area.
1: Tattoo artists, a lot of them would pass it up because they don't have experience working in that skin. A lot of tattoo artists won't even tattoo in scar tissue like you have on your arm or something because of the unpredictability of scar tissue. So yes, you could go into a tattoo shop and have it done, but I would find someone who has that experience in that particular skin.
0: Vinny Myers was basically the, I guess, the pioneer on this whole 3D nipple tattooing thing, and you got the opportunity to train with him. Tell us a little bit about that opportunity.
1: So Vinny came about this. He lives up in Baltimore. He's close to Johns Hopkins and a physician had contacted him to see if he could get a better result than what the doctor was getting. And Vinny just got involved that way. And he has just received so much publicity because of the tattoo artist turns medical tattoo artist, you know, helping right. the women and breast cancer community. Early on, you know, going back about 10 years ago, there wasn't a lot of us doing this. And I met Vinny because I was obsessed and I wanted to learn this is what I'm going to do. And there wasn't a lot. And so I was scouring the Internet, looking at pictures and, you know, how did they do that? So I, of course, came across Vinny's website and his work, you know, was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I was obsessed and looked at his site and studied it. And I, I know his tattoos probably better than he does. So I met him because people were using his photos as their work on the Internet. So unfortunately, of course, they do that because they want that business but they don't have the experience so that's how i met Vinny, and we just started talking and we built this uh relationship and because there was no one to talk to about it so him and i became friends and uh, invited me to come and hang out at his shop and that led into me tattooing in his shop so him and i became friends and work colleagues yeah he's definitely a mentor because he took from that opportunity that he gave me to come and watch him. So if you're artistic, chances are you learn visually. So Mm -hmm. for me, going and sitting and watching Vinny tattoo was amazing. And so having that opportunity, it took my tattooing to a whole different level.
0: And And this is huge too, because I mean, when women lose their breasts from breast cancer it's pretty traumatic and so you know anything that can give them this feeling of ownership of who they are again it's huge from the first time I
1: tattooed somebody that's when I knew like this is what I'm supposed to do what
0: you're meant to do
1: absolutely hands down I never had that feeling about anything else it is a complete passion
0: So when women have had breast cancer and there's different kinds of surgeries, there's lumpectomies and then mastectomies. Mastectomy, again, is when women lose all of their breast tissue. They're offered the opportunity for reconstruction. Some people choose to do it and some people don't. If they do reconstruction, that has a whole slew of opportunities as well. You can do expanders to implants or you can do the flaps. Is there... One kind of reconstruction over the other that is um, recommended to use, or does it matter? Is there?
1: So, no matter what reconstruction you choose to do, the nipple areola tattooing is the final thing. So, that is depending if you want to do the expanders to implant, if you're implant based reconstruction or you have flaps, absolutely the tattooing is for everybody. Difference for the tattooing is with uh, whether you choose to have your nipple reconstructed or you choose to do a 3D nipple. So, you know, you've had your reconstruction, you have what they call breast mounds. And now your last decision is, do I want to have an actual protruding nipple surgically made or do I want to have a nipple tattooed on that visually when you look in the mirror, it looks like that nipple is protruding. So it's like
0: there. an illusion.
1: The complete illusion. Up close and personal, it's a tattoo. It's not magic. The distance that you look at yourself in the mirror or that someone would see you, no one's gonna be able to tell the difference.
0: Right. But if you brush so, your hand across it and you're having and you don't have any nipple reconstruction, you just have the three D nipple tattoo done, even though the illusion is that it's three D, if you brush your hand across it, it's still smooth. Completely flat. Absolutely. But if they did the nipple reconstruction, tell us about that. You can still do tattooing with the nipple reconstruction as well?
1: Correct. If you choose to have your nipples reconstructed, you still have to have the tattooing done to create the areola color. That is the only way to achieve the color of the areola. So if you've chosen to have your nipples reconstructed, you still have to get tattooing. And when we do that, we can do a 3D effect, which can correct any asymmetry or help create more of a protruding if one of the nipples have flattened. So the, the tattooing, we can do a 3D effect so that they appear to be more protruding.
0: Okay. This actually leads me into one of my other questions. So again, different kinds of surgeries for different people. Some people have a unilateral mastectomy, which for those that are not familiar, that means that one of their breasts is removed. Others right. have a bilateral mastectomy where both are removed. Are you able to achieve symmetry if they have a unilateral uh, mastectomy done? Are you, are you able to make that other nipple look like their real one from the other breast?
1: Yes. So definitely the hardest, definitely the hardest one to do because when you're bilateral, we just draw it on, You, you're, this is your size, we mix up this color, and you're good to go. Unilateral, we have to create a mirror image of that natural breast. That's the hardest to do. And a natural breast and um, nipple areola, that changes color. It changes size because it's real, it's reactive. It's going to change color, it's going to change size. Our tattooed side will always be the same. So you kind of have to, you know, you look at the brush, you get the basic color, and that's what we go for when we mix up a unilateral color so that visually it appears. It will never be exact. That is a tattoo versus nature. Women that are unilateral, because they've already gone through the reconstruction process, they know that it's never going to be exact. So by the right. time they see me, they kind of understand that. I get it, yeah. But a lot of times when, when a woman is unilateral, they have a lift done on the other side to create, help the reconstructed breast create symmetry. And so in by doing so, when they do that lift, they do what's called a lollipop scar and it comes vertically up and around the areola, the nipple areola. So a lot of times what happens is is when they do that and they cut that, nipple areola color can get lost in color. So what happens is, especially an older woman As we age, we lose our color and our areolas naturally. That's just part of aging. And then once you cut that, a lot of times now that whatever little color was there is gone. So sometimes, and that nipple areola skin is translucent anyway. So what we do is we have to sometimes tattoo that natural side because there is no color. see women and i'll you know be like okay so and i try to explain because they see color but what they're seeing is that peri areola scar that's red and they think Mm -hmm. the color and then when i cover that scar you can see that the the areola has no color it's basically sometimes it can even be lighter than their skin oh no color for me to match can't match that um and i'm not going to tattoo a scar. To make it look like the other one. So what we do is we do tattoo both sides at that point. So yeah. I'm, I'm blending the color according to their skin tone. So your skin, when I mix up a color to for that nipple areola, so if you're bilateral, we're creating a color. Unilateral, again, I'm matching that natural side. I custom blend my colors per person. I'm not looking at a chart and I'm not picking, you know, pre-made colors. I know what colors are in my my mix. So when I blend up a color, it is based on your skin tone. Because this tattoo becomes part of your skin, your skin is part of the equation in mixing of the color.
0: That was gonna be one of my questions.
1: You know what sometimes people that were really pink in their nipple areola, they can't necessarily I can't get that for them because their skin color has a lot of yellow in it. They're more olivey. Chances yeah. are they didn't really have a pink to begin with, but you want that tattoo to look good in the skin because it becomes part of the skin.
0: Right. So, okay. So you talked about a few differences from person to person. What might be some other variables from one client to the next, perhaps how they've healed from their incisions? Does that play a factor as well?
1: So ideally, if you're an implant-based reconstruction, the best, most amazing uh, scar is the vertical scar that comes from The inframammary fold, which is underneath the breast, and it comes straight up. A lot of times when that scar comes straight up, it's a vertical scar instead of the typical horizontal scars. A lot of breast surgeons are doing the vertical scar, and I don't know why, what the difference is, but that is an amazing scar for women because when they look down, they don't see that straight across scar. They don't see it. When they get that vertical scar, a lot of times when that scar ends, it creates these dog ears, um, but that can create a little protrusion. So it makes for an amazing 3D nipple. When you look down, you don't see scars. So that is amazing for the head. That is the best case scenario. But, you know, women have, have to go through radiation. You know, if they've started out with a lumpectomy, there's a scar from that. You know, there's so many variables. If, you know, and it, a lot of it has to do with the treatment that they had. You know, it, it's not always, you know, women who are BRCA and they do it prophylactically, they're going to have a great result because they didn't have to go through, you know, or, or early on, you know, uh, breast cancer caught early stages. Right. So those are best case scenarios as far as, uh, you know, no radiation. Radiation is not our friend is just not our friend. And the healing is different on radiated skin.
0: The skin um, heals differently afterwards. Absolutely.
1: It's been radiated. You know, it heals. It takes longer to heal It takes ink differently. It's just, and it's hard to tattoo. So it's very fragile skin. It seriously is compromised. That blood flow is very compromised. And so that is not our friend. If women have had radiation, chances are they have a flap. That radiated skin does not do well with implants. Some people, they do, but the majority have, have had to have had a flap surgery so yeah. that the skin
0: heals. I was one of those fortunate ones that um, I, I did have implants and radiation, and you healed no issues. I, I was one of the lucky ones. I've heard that that, that doesn't, that's not always the case for everybody. For, but for me, yeah. it worked out. I do want to ask though, talking about implants, um, we were talking before about how some of your clients always want to know is tattooing going to puncture the implant?
1: Right. And I think, like I said, the majority of people that I tattoo have never had a tattoo. I give pretty much everyone their first tattoo. So they kind of feel like a tattoo is like an injection, you know, like you're getting a shot that it's a needle. going Because it is, it is needles um, and they do go up and down, but we're basically creating an abrasion. It's a surface. It, we're just going into the top part of the dermis. So it's not like an injection where we're going, you know, we're not going deep into, we're creating an abrasion. So no, we're not going to puncture that implant. Now, someone who doesn't know what they're doing, yes, it could happen. But someone who has experience in that, again, thin, compromised skin, we're not going to, to hit that implant. And your physician, your, your plastic surgeon, is only going to tell you, yes, you are ready for tattooing. He knows your
0: skin. Okay, so you touched on on an interesting point. Like most people, most of your clients, they haven't had tattoos before. So for those who have never had a tattoo of any kind, and maybe they're a little concerned of what to expect, I hear needles. Does it hurt? A lot
1: of people have a needle fear. It's definitely amazing. You do not see those needles. So it's not a visual fear. You know, of course, fear is is all in our head a lot of times. So because this is reconstruction, your breasts have been cut. Those nerve endings have been cut. You are not going to have much feeling. If you do, it may not be pain. So, you know, I'll start tattooing and, you know, it'd be like, oh, oh, I feel something. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's not necessarily, ow, ow, ow. Oh my God. Stop, stop, stop. You may have some feeling, but it might not be pain. So, you I know, that's always- an interesting
0: point. That's a very interesting point that I didn't, that didn't click with me before. But like, so I've had, um, I had a bilateral mastectomy and I had reconstruction done with implants it's hard way to explain until you've actually had it done. But like, if I go to touch my own breasts, like I can't, I can feel that I'm feeling them, right? but right. my breast cannot feel that my hand is feeling it. If that makes any sense. The best what? way that I've explained it before is like if you put your hands together, you know, the whole dead man's hand thing where you, with a friend, you put your hands together and then not your own hands, but like if you and I were to put our hands together and then we were to take our fingers and rub like the thumb on mine and the index finger on yours, you know, that whole dead man's thing. Um, it feels like that. You feel that you're feeling it, but you can't feel that you're feeling it. Right. So I I, I bring that up because knowing that about, you know, my own breast reconstruction and then hearing what you just said about the nerve endings and like the, the actual tattooing, I bet that does play a role in it not being as painful as we might have it in our head to be. Exactly. Chances
1: are you are not going to feel anything. I always tell people, do not fear the pain. I have never not been able to tattoo somebody because of pain. And a lot of times, once I do make a complete pass around and break the skin, I do have a secondary numbing spray that I can put on and it definitely takes the edge off. So it is absolutely doable. We don't pre-numb. Because when you prenum, it changes the texture of the skin. So, to prenum, you would put a cream on the breast. You would put like a saran wrap on top to occlude it so that it penetrates the skin. And what that does is it swells the skin.
0: Ooh, so, so we don't want that.
1: We don't want that. I mean, everybody, because, you know, tattoos do hurt. But fortunately, you're not gonna have much feeling. Now, the longer you wait, those nerve endings are gonna start hanging out again.
0: Let's walk us through this process. So you mentioned that you go to the doctor you're gonna go to the doctor's office and then you know what pigments that you like work with different kinds of skins and stuff. So so take us from there all the way through like what they can expect as far as the procedure goes. So you have to pick placement size color is that done on the same day as the actual tattoo is done the way I do it
1: because I do travel when I travel to these doctor's offices plastic surgeons offices I've not met the the person before and and you know and there goes my experience I don't necessarily need to see someone beforehand if you come to my personal shop in Fort Lauderdale I do tattoo out of my own personal tattoo shop. I'm not in a plastics office. So the way that that works is I am going to draw on where I feel they belong and what the circumference size is that I feel is proportionate to that breast. Mm -hmm. You're going to look in the mirror and you are going to okay that. So I'm not doing anything that you haven't okayed that draw on is done and that's an important part because once it's tattooed it's tattooed
0: okay that's gonna be a question that is permanent
1: it's permanent once we agree that that's the size and the placement and that's when i blend up the color and i'm gonna put it on i kind of describe it you know when you go to like the cosmetic counters and you're picking out a foundation And, you know, you put that foundation on your, you know, your side of your face, and you know the one because it blends right in, it looks like Mm -hmm. there's nothing. So I'm going to custom blend a color and I'm going to rub it on that area, just so that you can see and you're going to see Yeah, that looks totally amazing. And everybody's like, Oh, well, that was easy. Because everybody's like, how do you pick the color? How do you know what color to do? And then you mix it. And again, experience, that's where you have to trust the person who is tattooing you they have done it before hopefully
0: I right. well my- you come highly recommended I've heard a, a lot of people I mean I know that I've had um doctors have recommended you and I've had other cancer sisters that have have been to see you and have have said amazing things so yes you definitely come highly recommended
1: i probably in the 6,000 range at this point, so I do kind of know a little bit, but I don't know it all, because just when you think you know it all, someone will sit in your chair
0: and... But that's when you rely thing? on your, um, your past experiences, and when you've had as many as you've had, that exactly. helps you assist them that much better than absolutely. somebody that hasn't had that experience.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So the color process is that easy. You rub it on, you're like, okay, well, that looks good. And then I start tattooing each side any is anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes each side. And so basically the whole appointment in and out is approximately two hours. Okay. So it is a super simple procedure that Makes a huge difference.
0: It definitely, it definitely has um, a huge impact on women. What should they do? To I guess double question here. Anything that they should know to prepare in advance, and then also what they can expect with follow up care.
1: If there's anything that you should do beforehand, um, that's something you should discuss with your doctor, as far as any medications or anything. But The aftercare is, is pretty basic. You're just, it's a, it's basic wound care. We are applying bandage and an ointment for five days. And then after that, we switch over to a lotion. The only restriction is for two weeks, there is no soaking or swimming in any water. So no submerging in water. So that's really the only restriction. You could work out, you can, you know, go to, go in showers. Showers are absolutely, um, you just let that water hit you from behind, don't let that water pound down.
0: Will there be scabbing?
1: So we do try to avoid scabs, and that's part of that aftercare and the ointment. So the skin heals from the inside out, and then that top layer will peel or slough away like a sunburn. So this is kind of, if you can imagine, like a sunburn. So we're healing the skin, the inside out, and then we're going to switch off of that ointment and we're going to switch over to lotion. So now the skin can kind of dry and peel away. It's okay. We're trying to avoid a scab. It's okay if that should happen. Whatever you do, do not pick
0: that. I was going to say don't pick at it.
1: (laughs) Don't pick. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, I'm no expert and I would think that's a bad idea. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: (laughs) So, okay. I want to talk about um, legislation really quickly because one piece that I do know, and this did not used to be the case at all, but now if a woman has had breast cancer and has had to have surgery done then the insurance has to pay for them to have the opportunity for reconstruction. In years past, that was not always the case. But now, if you've had a mastectomy, for example, insurance would have to cover, because it's no longer considered cosmetic. It's it's reconstruction. And since tattooing is that last piece of this reconstruction process, I'm curious, is that rolled into part of that insurance coverage? Like, is it is it considered covered by insurance for that same reason or is it considered cosmetic?
1: There's the issue insurance Uh, it's that women's act of 1998 it's that act of congress that says this is not cosmetic this is medically necessary so if you've had uh, breast cancer diagnosis and BRCA positive people who have genetic is also included in that so thank god for the women before us who fought for this yes yeah so technically yes there is a cpt code there is codes for tattooing oh there's it's
0: all insurance is all about those codes
1: it, it is and therein lies the issue so every office that i work for is completely different every state is completely different if you come to me in Fort Otterdale in my tattoo shop, I am not a medical facility. I am not a provider. I do not have an NPI number. So it puts me into out-of-network coverage. So then what the way that it works is that you're going to prepay me, you're going to pay me, and then I'm going to give you a coded itemized receipt that you can submit to your insurance company to try to get reimbursed. It's a hassle, you know, and I give people pointers, you know, make a copy of that act of Congress, highlight that this is not cosmetic. Get a letter from their doctor that this is not something that they provide. This is who they refer you to. Get a copy of your own health insurance policy that says they cover cancer. Highlight. Don't take the first no as the final answer.
0: Appeal. Oh, I had to learn that on cancer. I mean, shoot. The the things that they wanted to deny me.
1: (laughs) Right. I can't even imagine... Um, I I work in Jacksonville, Florida monthly. That's actually the busiest practice that I work for. And those insurance girls are amazing. Getting people coverage and they're having to fight for even reconstruction, having flap surgery. They still have to fight. It's just, it's a shame. And even though we have that act of Congress in place, they're just, there's still hurdles. They're still right. And so some doctors that i work for they just pay me directly and gift that to their patient it's just every state has every an, state's
0: different so, so okay so if they go into your your shop that is not it's not a doctor's office it's your own tattoo shop then you basically said that, you know, you they would pay you, and then you would give them that receipt with that number. And then kind of a, a guideline of all the things to highlight and keep track of so that they can go and have all their tools available to say, insurance, here you go. This is what's going on. If you go into a doctor's office to do it, then they the short answer is, it depends on the doctor's office and it depends on the state what what happens.
1: Exactly. So if a doctor is specializing in breast reconstruction, at this point, they probably have a relationship with the tattoo artist that they bring in and or is on staff. So it could be included So someone who, a a doctor who this is his thing or her thing, you know, breast reconstruction, they probably have that already taken care of.
0: So that might be a question that when you're, you know, going to talk to all your plastic surgeons and stuff, that might be a question that you throw in on the list of things to ask is, how does this work here? What do you know about it? And see, see what they do.
1: Because you want to go somewhere that's going to take you from A to Z. Right. And you wanna be finished. And and you know, a lot of places it's like, okay, well, we don't have that, but here's who we refer you to. And so unfortunately, then it requires someone to make a relationship with someone that they don't already know. Make that call, come up with the money because you're gonna to have to pay up front. And it becomes this where they're not going to become finished, and that's a shame because it is a shame. People- then people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. No one's gonna see it. It's just me and my husband. Well, yeah, you're worth it. You're allowed to be back to normal. You're allowed to be finished. When you put that nipple areola tattoo on, now it sexualizes that breast. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, that's a huge that's a huge thing for the head, is that when you right. look in the you look like a woman again and everyone deserves that. And
0: speaking from somebody that has walked the road of breast cancer and mastectomy and reconstruction, that road is hard and it's traumatic. And there is a level of loss that is so hard to describe that when you're able to get to the other side and feel like you own your body again, that is Huge. That is huge. And, and it, in, in my opinion, this should be part of that legislation, because it's, it's like, let me get you all the way up till the end, and then we're just not gonna finish things. And I and I do want to add this, not that everybody has to do the 3d nipple tattooing at the end, if they want to stop and not have it, then that's oh, their prerogative. But if they do want it, they shouldn't be denied it because of cost. It it should be part of that whole reconstructive process from start to finish.
1: Exactly. And that's where it is, like you were saying, it's a great point when you are interviewing your plastic surgeons to ask them, you know, am I going to get finished? Do you provide that? What is that cost going to be? Part, uh, You know, is my insurance going to cover that? You know, that is all those those horrible things that you have to think of during that time.
0: Right. It's a lot to take in. A so lot. now you said that you that you travel the U.S. You have your shop in Fort Lauderdale. Where all do you practice? And I guess more or less the question being, how can women find you in the world if they want to pursue nipple tattooing and they want to talk to you?
1: So I live and work in Fort Lauderdale. I travel monthly to Jacksonville, Florida, and that, like I said, is my busiest practice that I work for. That office will also allow me to tattoo patients that did not have their reconstruction done there if they're in network. So this is a gift that that office, they're amazing. And so... If they are in network, they will let you use your insurance as payment. But you do have to become a patient of that office, obviously. So that is a gift. So a lot of people in the state of Florida will travel up to that Jacksonville office so they can use their insurance as payment.
0: I'm in um, Savannah, Georgia, and yeah. I've had several people yeah. that are from this area that go to Jacksonville to see you for that reason. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Because if you can use your insurance as payment, absolutely you should. I also go up to New Jersey, go up there a couple times a year. I go to Houston. I go to Houston Methodist a couple times a year. And I go to Baton Rouge and Lafayette, Louisiana.
0: That is awesome. So there's definitely lots of opportunities for people to be able to have access to you if that's something that they're interested in. If women are in a place where maybe they don't have access to you um, and they're not really sure where to go, what advice do you have for them to find somebody who is experienced, who knows what they're doing? What what should they look for? Where do they start?
1: So I have a website. It is pinkinkproject.com. It is a website that I've started, I started years ago for that reason. People can't come to those places. They can't go to Vinnie Myers. So these are people that I found in my Google searching that I thought their work looked decent and I added them to a list of people around the US. I do not endorse them, these are my fines. They haven't paid me. You know, a lot of these websites you know, where they list people who are artists. They've taken a class from them. You know, there's a, there's a monetary thing where they pay to be on that website. You can't pay me to be on my website. And
0: I know that those are your photos. That's a big thing because you, you saw that back in the day when that was yeah. not the case. and
1: Exactly, and that's how that, uh, that website started because I wanted to have a list of people I would go on breastcancer.org and you know, I would answer any questions uh, for women that had about tattooing and people were always like, well, I live in South Dakota. So I tried to, I did my searching and tried to find people from all over, you know, those are things that you want to look at in anything in life is how are they even on that website so that they're not being, you know, they're not paid and that the pictures if the pictures look too polished, they're polished. I always tell people you want to uh, look at pictures off of their phone or their iPad or their camera. You know, That's make a good sure tip. That they can make sure that they can deliver what they're selling.
0: Right. Um, right. Well, that website where you have access to um, all those other sources, that is a real incredible tool that you have that's out there for women. That's, that's incredible that you put that together. Thank you. I mean, on behalf of all women that have gone through this, thank you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's just one, there's so, at this point it kind of exploded. So there are so many people because of the press that Vinnie Myers got, it really put it out there. And so now everybody thinks that they can tattoo nipple areolas. So that's where, unfortunately, you have to do your due diligence, do your research, feel comfortable. And that's where you kind of have to count on your doctor and that they've seen that work. And you need to talk to that person sometimes if you're not, if that person, the tattoo artist is not coming in the doctor's office and you're having to seek them out on your own, you need to talk to them and you'll get, you'll get the feeling. You'll know.
0: I've had friends locally who have gone through this, who had you do their 3d nipple tattooing. And they told me that they went into the doctor's office and the, um, the doctor was like doing double takes, like, wait a second. <laughs> like they look so real. So, that's so that's ever yes like you it's you right. definitely come highly highly recommended all right, I want to end with my all-time favorite question and I ask this to everybody because as I've said before it really hits at the heart of my whole purpose and why I'm putting all these podcasts together and 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 that, that question is what would you like women who may be diagnosed today or tomorrow to walk away from this episode knowing
1: that you have a choice. You can be in control. This is about you and sometimes, you know, you need to to know all of your options. And sometimes the doctor that you saw doesn't offer all the options reconstructively. So that's where you need to do your research. We have we're so lucky to have Google, I would just do your research. That way you know all of your options and that you make the best decision for you. Know your options and yeah. that this is about you and there is light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Yeah. There is. And and like, that kind of goes back to um, something that has been a huge life lesson of my own is learning to let go of the things we can't control and focusing on the ones that we can. Well, this is something that you, as you, you said that you do have a choice. These are things that you can control and you do that step by step by doing your research, asking the questions, yeah. interviewing people and, and seeing what works best for you and what's right for one person isn't necessarily going to be right for you.
1: Absolutely. I did want to add something else that I tell people going back to that choice, which, you know, is a great word. You know, a lot of people are so unsure. Should I have nipple reconstruction? Should I do three tattoo, three D tattooing? What I tell women is by choosing to do the three D nipple first, you're going to know if that's going to work for you. So down the road, if you're like, you know what? I think I want to feel something. You have that choice. To have a nipple reconstruction.
0: So you can do the nipple reconstruction after the 3D tattoo?
1: Absolutely. Oh. So by choosing to do the nipple reconstruction first, you don't know if you would have been happy with just doing the 3D nipple. So I always tell women who are on the fence, should I, shouldn't I, that by starting with that 3D nipple, it gives you a choice. And I'm someone that cannot make a mistake. Right. <laughs> so right. You know, it's a control thing. So,
0: uh, going, Control uh, is my word.
1: By choosing that, that 3D nipple, you still have a choice if you decide that you really want to feel something. Yeah.
0: Well, this is good because being able to have that choice and having that control gives us ownership of something in a world where we feel like it's just out of control. So I, I mean, that's,
1: that's how I would feel. But either way, whatever you do, you still have to be
0: tattooed if you choose that route. Right. Thank you so much, Renee, for joining us today. We are just truly blessed to have you join us.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It was so much
0: fun. My first Skype interview. Yay. And for those of y'all at home listening, we appreciate you joining us today as well. I look forward to speaking with you all again next week. Until then, remember that together we weather this storm. You are never alone